Welcome to the podcast after the broadcast number 10 uh, with Vaughn Eaglin. Uh, he is a licensed professional counselor supervisor and works with two group practices in the Dallas area. He is a certified couple relationship trainer and sees a wide range of clients addressing men's issues, anger management, abuse and addiction, just to name a few. He is also a doctoral candidate at the University of North Texas in the Counseling and Higher Education Department. His PhD research focuses on couple relationships, men and groups. You can find uh, Von Eaglin at wefixbrains.com. Today we're talking about social media affairs. I thought this was such a juicy subject. Oh, yeah. So good to, to just, do you deal with this a lot in your practice? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I have a lot of couples that come into my office who have had an affair, sometimes active affairs, too. That are uh, going on? and Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need for my husband to stop cheating, my wife to stop cheating. I mean, I've had couples come to my office who are in polyamorous relationships, open relationships. Yeah, uh, we, some, we did a show like yeah. that with Dewan. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand that, and I think it's so destructive. I, I will never understand that. You know, that's a that's a segment of society. They get it, you know. And I don't think it's an open mind type thing, though. I mm-hmm. think it's a... They would argue the, the different, uh, I guess the opposite, that we have an open mind and you guys have a closed mind because... <laughs> <laughs> one, I mean, you can't get all your needs satisfied from one person, so why try? So, hey, you know. What do you mean you can't it. get all? How, who, who says that? Where is that written? That's, you know, I'm not <laughs> saying that it's written anywhere, but they would believe that, you know, I would, you know, why date one person or why be with one person if they can't satisfy all of my needs? For instance, I have this one person, they satisfy my intellectual needs. This other person, emotionally, they're available. This other person. Well, uh, you can you find know, that on. through your girlfriends and your guy friends Ideally. and your family, though. I do believe that anything outside of that is just perversion. Well, again, I'm a monogamous guy, you know, and so I uh, agree with it. However, I don't judge anybody for what they want to do. And I just try to understand where they're at with it and try to figure out, okay, what about this uh, is valuable to you? You know, like what, what do you value inside of this polyamorous relationship or this open relationship? But the issue comes in whenever you have one person, for instance, let's say I had a couple coming to my office, one person in the relationship, they will open and close the relationship at their own convenience. That is, uh, I don't want to say it's deceptive, but um, it was it was catered to that specific person, and the other person wasn't considered at all. And so that's a dangerous uh, mm-hmm. dynamic within a relationship. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm thinking about this guy that I dated for a little bit. Uh, you know, who wanted to take me to a dungeon. I'm like, oh, you what? Want to get you in, in some kink. Some, <laughs> I mean, some like, kink. what kind of, that's not a relationship. Uh, for them it is, you know, I mean. Not I, this girl. I've had some clients who were into kink before, and I've learned. Is that what it's called? Kink. Yeah, kink. So, you know, we, we like to play together. So, so gross. One person's, you know, likes to, is the person who inflicts the punishment. One person receives them uh, punishment, like a sadist and a masochist. And um, they play together. They get stimulated by different things, whether. That's such a, a dangerous. I was having uh-huh. a, a discussion with a girlfriend of mine this morning okay. about this we were talking um just about this in general how it things can get out of control so quickly well, well here's the thing you know now are we any different than you know brad and jeff and susan so, uh, my three uh, shih tzus that were all trying to have <laughs> sex together the other night are we just animals gotcha. i mean at the end of the i mean i know we are but yeah. are we not evolved at all are what? we do we have no level of sophistication gotcha. when it comes to sex i mean and then after you know if you're if you're a what do they call it sadomasochist that's, that's, and uh, what's next yeah. murder well here's the, i mean B- that shit happens bdsm and so 
go back and listen to that podcast, but we explain a lot about this. But there's a lot of trust within those relationships because they have to establish a contract before they. But why play do you together. have to feel pain to get off? I don't. I, I don't well, understand. Some it. people. Some people associate different things with you know, sexual arousal. I think you know? the craziest thing I ever saw, and I'll never forget it. Every time uh-huh. we're talking about sex and we're, this this type of stuff, gotcha. just weird stuff. There used to be a show on HBO called Real Sex. Yeah. And it was about people that dressed up as horses. Horses? As horses. Okay. With horse heads and like horse, this contraption they put on their <laughs> ass real, really? with a tail and stuff. I'm really? like, okay, really? I'm sorry, but I, I do have a very they open have, mind, but that is some weird they shit. Would, they would have sex as horses? As horses. Hey, I It's a whole it. society. They even go, whoo, and make the noises and stuff. Oh, wow. You know, and chase each other around the room, gotcha. and I'm like, I'm, oh I'm, my God. Hey, well, I'm from the country, and I've seen two horses get down and- <laughs> Really? Well, horses are known for having really big penises. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying that. Yeah, there's a- some famous, like, uh, I'm uh, cringing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, gosh, I, I grew up, I can't believe I can't think of some of the funny uh, horse jokes about, gotcha. you know, hung yeah, like hung, a horse. Hung, hung like a horse. That's one of them yeah, and, yeah. and all that. Like but Colloquialism right there. So. Yeah. yeah. But, okay, yeah. so to get back so, to this. Okay, we're so talking we're, about okay, cheating. Let's go back actually. around. Yeah. Uh, so, get, Diamond, get do you want to, what are you thinking in there about what I, what I just <laughs> Her said? Her face you, looks really interesting right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, I, I agree with Vaughn. I feel like whatever my neighbors are doing, no, no matter what it is, as long as it's consensual, and they're not bothering me, then yeah. No, I'm. I swear to you, life. like I don't care what's going on in your right. bedroom. Right. But you know that trans that that weirdness, if you will, especially people that are into like gotcha. I don't know all the swapping and the smacking oh, and right. all the stuff yeah. that goes on. You it know, de- it depends on what. You if value. you've got children, yeah. there's no way that you can leave that bedroom and that not be a, a you carry that out of the bedroom with you because I'm sorry, that's a that's a you have to go to kind of a dark place to get into some of the things that these people do, like chaining each uh-huh. other up. Swinging them from the ceiling or whatever the hell they do, <laughs> so, you know. I don't okay. know because I don't. I don't. I don't. Again, I again, don't. They would argue the different. They would argue argue the opposite simply because they would say that you're ignorant. I'm not calling you ignorant. They would say that you're ignorant of what we actually do because we have a loving connection a lot of times, and there's a lot of trust established in our relationship. And they would and even, weirdness. Yeah, well, it may be weird to you because you may not value it. You weren't raised. I don't like even that. think when you get to that point that uh-huh. you don't even know what's right and wrong. I'm sorry, I'm yeah, taking a very a hard open. stance here, yeah, but a little more open, and I'm you know? I'm very um, I'm a very fun lover. Okay, <laughs> um, but and I'm not a prude at all. Okay. Um, although gotcha. it's been a while, yeah. um, because I'm very particular about who I'm going to lay down with. Right. I'm sorry, as you should be, as, as you I should, should be. I think more people should be particular. They should be, and it's very sacred, you know. In the Buddhist, uh, what are you thinking here, Avi? I'm just thinking of how I got traumatized from living under um, a roof with roommates who uh-huh. had weird fetishes. Right. You know, like clown. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clown. Oh, clown. Yeah, clown. clown yeah, fetishes. they dress up as clowns and stuff Yeah, like that. and yeah. there were like red noses sitting oh, yeah. around the table, like oh, yeah. on the clown kitchen face. table. Yeah, yeah, I'm just right. traumatized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to tell you how this is how far, it, and this is how it's a slippery slope, how fet, far it can go. Fet life, fetish life. So yeah, okay. what we call it. So. Okay, the fetish life. Okay, so this is so effed up, I can't even tell you. This came from PETA because I'm a Vanguard member, okay? I was privileged to some information about um, a sexual activity that it was happened in Asia, okay? Oh, right. And they got called out on it, this this whorehouse, whatever it was. Okay. I hate to say whorehouse because that implies that these women well, are doing whores. something bad. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, men are whores or, too. So yeah, You're right. And but, any woman that ends up, I feel sorry for them. I don't judge them. Anybody that would end up as a prostitute, a stripper, or whatever, right. I have more respect for them than I do a lot of women gotcha. that, you know— Right. You well, know. When you get paid, <laughs> when you get paid for having sex, that's yeah. really, that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay. But but this is this fetish went so far that these people would take puppies. 
Okay. This guy got off, or several men got off yeah. on these prostitutes having puppies being killed with by high heels being punctured to death by high heels yeah. is what got these men off. I think uh, that is so disturbing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah that's you know what? Well, that's, that's, At that yeah, point, that's a little different. I care what's going on in your bedroom. Okay. You murderer. You did. You sick effer. Well, like serious. You need a, to be put yeah. in prison. That's a little bit more sociopathic. I yeah. would say where you don't have empathy for someone else. See, the people who are we're talking about in fet life, they have a lot of empathy for the for their partner, and right. they actually establish a contract, and there's a lot of trust. Like, you know what? If we're playing and something feels uncomfortable, I will stop. And they have a certain safe word. I mean, it's a very different society than someone who is inflicting pain on something or someone. Um, without consent. Exactly, yeah. without consent, against their will. So what's up with the exactly. clown stuff? What did you see? Oh, Man, yeah. no, I would just see, like, clown noses on the kitchen table. Oh, no, they dress up. And, like, they, they, they have all kind of makeup. And... The, so one girl had, like, a dinosaur fetish, so yeah. she wanted the partner to have sex with her in a dinosaur costume. Oh, yeah. What but it really, what, it really stemmed down to, because I was an outsider. Okay, okay, whatever <laughs> gets them off. Okay, okay, so... <laughs> so they had their okay. own issues. Can, can I, if okay. I was a shrink, which I'm not, you are, okay? Okay. Gotta tell me something's wrong with their brain doing yes, that. They, I, I mean, I come could, on. No, yeah. I could identify that they both had issues, whether it be uh, like from think? mommy or daddy. Like it, you could see it. Well, you gotta be pretend you're a dinosaur to get off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you got a freaking problem. Okay. <laughs> we need to see a shrink. Well, seriously, well, it's, 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 this is a layered issue for me, Bernadette. I'll say I'll, because. I say it's a layered issue because whenever we're talking about sex, you never know what someone's going to associate with sex. For instance, let's say if I'm growing up, I'm nine years old and uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in the classroom and I see someone rubbing their feet together and then all of a sudden I get an erection. Well, when I saw when I when I saw them rubbing their feet together and I get an erection, then I associate that with sex. So I, I associate that with some type of arousal, and then that can sometimes kind of lead into other things. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I was doing that on purpose. That doesn't mean that I was uh, purposely trying to have a foot fetish. But you have people who will associate certain things with sex, and there's something called sex glue. Whenever you are, whenever I have a guy comes in, let's say he has a porn addiction. Whenever he's looking at that type of pornography and he's uh, masturbating to it, he's beating. <laughs> he's beating. Off. Beaten off, yeah. Right, and, and then <laughs> and then he ejaculates. That creates a certain neural synapse in his mind of this is what pleasure is. This is what pleasure is supposed to be like. This is what it's supposed to sound like. This is what it's supposed to look like. This is what I'm supposed to do. So on and so forth. And so because of that, they will associate that with pleasure. And many times we talk about pornography, how it's aggressive and it's addictive, and how um, there's anonymity to it, and there's a lot of accessibility. Those are four A's of pornography. But you find that the thing that turned me on no longer turns me on. So what they do is they up the ante a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Anybody that has difficulty with pornography, a lot of times, again, I'll have somebody, they'll click on certain videos for like 40 minutes just to find the right video because this is what's going to get me off. Wow. You know. And so, you know, you know, I need to find two midgets or I need to find interracial. I need to find threesomes or I need to find two lesbians. Or I need to find whatever that is. Like, this is the thing that's going to Isn't that a off. sex addiction? Well, yeah. Whenever you, whenever it gets really big. Now, when we're talking about addiction, there are a couple of, like, I would say stages of addiction. First thing, okay, I like this. Second, I'm just breaking this down nice and simple. First one, I like this. Second, I'm trying to, I'm starting to crave this. Third, I'm starting to plan my day around whatever this activity right. is. So I can't wait. You know, let's say the alcoholic. Oh, at five o'clock, it's going to be. You know, oh, this person, this certain bar has the best happy hour or right. whatever the case is. And what if you have and kids? Then, right, they're going to get affected by this. They by will. This. They of will course, get, they, they will. They will get affected by it. You know, and fourth stage in an, any addiction, I'm going to say, is where this becomes your new normal. 
without this, for instance, mm-hmm. if it's a heroin addict, I have to be high or I don't feel good or I, I, it's not a good day because I have to be high because that's my new normal in, mm-hmm. in a sense. But someone with a sex addiction, we call it a process addiction. However, uh, if they have that kind of addiction, uh, they, they're thinking about sex all the time. Their mind is ruminating about it. Whenever they look at other things, they're, they're associating it with sex. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be dangerous. I can't say that any yeah. addiction can be dangerous because yeah. it disrupts your life and it disrupts the lives of the loved ones around you, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking that you, we all have to have, we all have to have, um, what do I want to say? Like, uh, um, boundaries or? Yeah, boundaries. And yeah. we all have to keep ourselves in check. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it is a slippery slope. It is. It especially be. with, with sex. Because it, 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 it does, just like a drug. I mean, yeah. it's a drug. It, it, is, it is a drug because whenever you have sex, uh, you're releasing certain chemicals. Vasopressin, uh, norepinephrine, um, oxytocin, which makes you feel bonded to it. Dopamine, of course, that's going to make you feel mm-hmm. good. Like, you have all these certain chemicals that get released whenever you have sex. And if you have good sex with somebody, uh, that's why you feel bonded to somebody because you're releasing oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad used to tell me a long time ago, he said, Vaughn, you can't have sex with a woman without a relationship changing. And I was like, oh, man, whatever. And Men are different, though. It's, it's funny you bring that up because uh, I wanted to actually talk about this on uh, the air. Yeah. About because um, um, uh, myself and several of my girlfriends were talking about this. Why women are more likely mm-hmm. to um, to feel connected to a man, right. but not a man connected to? Do men? Release oxytocin when when they ejaculate, or is yes. it just women when they orgasm? Yes, we both but to do. the same degree. Um, I don't know specifically. Because women get connected almost like uh-huh. you know when they release well, oxytocin. Well, when I'll, say, I'll say it like this: uh, for women, it tends to be a more holistic experience whenever they have sex. Um, we talked about this uh, off the air that women tend to have more prerequisites when it comes to sex. Gay men, and this is statistics, and this is all research, and this is research coming from John Gottman and the Gottman Institute that men tend to have fewer prerequisites with sex. Gay men have the most sex. Heterosexuals, uh, couples, they're in the middle. And then lesbians, of course, you have two people with the most prerequisites, so they tend to have the fewest, I mean, or they tend to have the least amount of sex. Mm-hmm. And so, now, but when women have sex, they tend to make it a more holistic experience, um, whereas men tend to, and this is on average, this is not everybody out there, men tend to be able to compartmentalize a little bit easier. One, we're socialized into it, but two, the way our bodies are, are, are wired, the way we, um, the, whenever we ejaculate, mm-hmm. like a woman can have multiple orgasms. When a guy, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, unless she's probably young and really strapping, a lot of times we're not go- <laughs> we're not going in for five in a row kind of deal. You know? Well, and sometimes and so- it's not all physical stimulation, right? I right. mean, your mind is very well, powerful, for, right? And we've talked about this before. For a woman, the biggest organ. A uh, sexual organ, rather, is their mind. For guys, a lot of times we get, you know, we think the biggest sexual organ is our penis. And then whenever we look at pornography, that uh, that I want to say it, it exacerbates the issue simply because in pornography the penis is worshipped, mm-hmm. you know. And so the woman is bowing down to get a. I'm not trying to be you know too graphic, but she's bowing down to get a facial, mm-hmm. so to speak. Or mm-hmm. she's you know like the penis, the size of the penis, what it looks like. Like you see that being worshipped in pornography, and for women. They don't. They don't care about the the penis or the size of the penis as much as who the penis is attached to. What's up do you make with guys feel? and their penises? I well, mean, seriously, I don't get it. A, well, you know, it's a masculinity. I, I guess because I'm not a guy, but I just yeah. like it's I, like come think, on think now. About, think about when you were in high school or middle school and women and boobs. I mean, like. 
Is is that similar? I didn't have boobs in you didn't high have school. Boobs. I mean, I was I was flatsy. Y'all tell me. I mean, because I, <laughs> I hear women say the same thing. Like the girl who had the big boobs, she got the attention from the guys. Oh, oh of course. Not, you know. Yeah, I went to also. I got... went to an Italian Italian Irish high school. The okay. girls were half, and I was I was half and half. So there was right. Italian girls, Irish right. girls, half right. and half girls like me, and gotcha. I did I got the butt, but not the boobs. Right. Okay. So I so I bought some boobs a little later on. So I'm black. I'm a booty man. I got fat shamed for getting boobs. So you know what? Yeah, I got made. I got made fun of. I got made like, fun yeah, of you for getting your boobs. Your bra and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Diamond, so, Diamond and Aviana both have huge boobs. Thank okay. you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't check them out, but I, you know, that's why I, I trust you on that. So, but um, so, so you it got fat wanna, shamed. Yeah, Go and it made me like not want to like have wear anything boobs? tight or really? have any boobs at all. You well, know? you get picked on if you don't have any, like I did too. Really? I and was then you ridiculed. Get on. Oh really? my God, they used to call me flatsy and educate me. And I did something. stuff my bra. Okay. There, I said it. Uh huh. I said <laughs> it. The, yeah, it's out, everyone. Set me free. Now, go if I spray water on you, then your your boobs are gonna shrink. That's what I got. So it was never. <laughs> hold, hold on, say that again. What, yeah. What, uh, in junior high and high school, they say, "Oh, if I like sprayed a hose on you, your boobs will shrink." Oh, like yeah, okay. like you stuff your bra. You yeah. Stuff so your bra there was oh, nothing yeah, yeah. fun about. Oh, there was having, nothing. See, I thought women. Yeah. See, I had this told. No, you. you're I getting like, stuff you're mine. getting such an inside scoop here. Yeah. See, I thought women like whenever they had bigger boobs, then guys would give them more attention. I mean, yeah, the guys loved me. Bad attention. Right, but is it the girls talking about you? Like they were jealous or envious or something like that? I didn't do that. I'm trying to understand this. You know, so mine was the opposite. The girls would always say, "Oh, Diamond." I wish I had your boobs, but the guys were the ones that would make fun of me for my really? boobs. Yeah, that's because they liked What's you. The, that's all you know what? They, so they liked you. I, I'm I'm asking the obvious I guess the girls question were jealous. here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why uh-huh. are we so fixated on boobs and penises? Is it because we really are animals? To go back to that, are we I Brad think, and Jeff and Susan well, trying to have a threesome? <laughs> so um, I think. Um, so here's my personal opinion. Those are dogs, by the way. If this is your first time listening. <laughs> um, they're dogs of mine. I have seven gotcha. dogs. Those are three of them. Here's my personal opinion. Again, there is something wired within us where we look to to whoever the alpha is in our environment. Okay, and then we're also trying to you know trying to figure out who's the beta or who is the group of betas in our environment. And nobody ever wants to be the beta or the person who's the lowest ranking in society. So a lot of times we talked about this with guys that guys who are the most athletic who tend to have the most uh, women around them and tend to have the most money. They're looked at as, oh, you're a bigger man than I am. Now, um, those are the things that we look at or we espouse as, okay, these are the things of, uh, or, or in terms of what, what masculinity is or what masculinity is defined as. And But a lot of times we look for the alpha. So if the guy has a bigger penis, if the guy is more athletic, if the guy has more you money. You can't even me, tell blah, blah, blah. the size of a guy's penis. That's not fair. But, at least with women, you can t- I mean, you can you can tell. And not yes, if you wear a loose shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. You know I work out. <laughs> the, the gym I work out in, uh, I would probably say maybe a third, maybe half of the guys in there are gay, and they wear really, really tight clothes. <laughs> and so yeah, they're always trying to advertise their package. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Okay. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, that's oh, my another. gosh. Yeah. It's so intriguing to me mm-hmm. um, how, how, how different people are when it comes to sex. You're right. You're right. Right? You know what, yeah. Bernadette? When it comes to the BDSM stuff, what I learned is if you separate the letters and not put them together, so for example, the B is bondage, right. maybe most people are like at a one. I remember a podcast after broadcast, you talked about that's bondage, a tie right. or something. Right. right. Maybe someone else is at an eight. Right. You know, but that doesn't, in my head, that doesn't mean that they're terrible for being an eight while I might be at a three. Right. I don't, I don't right. think it's terrible at all. You can, we can't judge one another right. about this, but right. we do have to hold ourselves and one another somewhat accountable mm-hmm. if it crosses a line where somebody else 
is being injured, whether it just be emotionally, mentally, uh, right. certainly physically, although right. I do think they're all kind of the same. Well, I, injury is injury. I, I can remember my first girlfriend, and I don't know, she may have watched a movie or something. She's listening right now. <laughs> I hope not. I hope I'm going to tell her. What's her name? <laughs> She's in both my texts. How about that? What's her uh, name? I can't <laughs> <laughs> she, she still loves my dirty drawers, actually. You know, so. what's a dirty drawer? When, she, when I say, okay, this is a, <laughs> this is Ebonics. When I say someone loves my dirty drawers, means that they would still do anything for me if I asked them to. Mm. You know, kind of deal. So, so. she bonded with you. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so keep on with the story. Okay, so here's here's the story. So whenever we, you know, this is my first girlfriend, first everything kind of deal. She would grab, like, let's say if I was dressed up for a football game. This is back in high school. She would grab my tie to come close to her, and I was like, quit grabbing my freaking tie. Like, what's wrong with you? For her though, it was. A turn on that's playful yeah but not for me it wasn't i was like, you're you're like what's your problem you're, you're you should have loved that you're choking the hell out of me like i'm like this, this, this thing gets tight when you <laughs> grab the bottom of it anyways though for her that was okay for somebody else they may like to you know get a little choked out themselves whenever they're having sex you know but uh, you never know oh she liked to choke you not just like no, pull you i don't in. know no she was trying to pull me in she didn't know I, for her it was a turn on for me i was like i don't like this and so that was uh, something that was non-negotiable i'm like hey okay you're not gonna choke me whenever we're you know about to <laughs> You know, kiss or get intimate or whatever the case is. <laughs> Anyways, so. Well, probably. maybe she saw that. Uh, that's kind of like a romantic know. move, I think. For, oh, but see, yeah, or she saw it on a move. Like, when, the, like the when you're yeah. the person you care about yeah, um, you or know, sexually active see, with. But here's or, the thing. But exposure, though, that's what we're really talking about. It's not what she did, but whenever you get exposed to certain things, you're going to try to mimic that thing whenever oh, you get gotcha. inside the bedroom. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. and so, um, so if you're being exposed to pornography for a long period of time, you know, if you're being exposed to BDSM, like something about that may end up turning you on and then you bring that to the bedroom. You bring those same characteristics and behaviors to the bedroom. Well, as a, as a professional counselor and supervisor, is there a connection? And we've got to go. We've got we've only got a couple more minutes. Uh, okay. But is there a connection between, um, what do I want to say here, uh, sexual uh, abuse ch- early in childhood and someone taking playfulness in the bedroom too far um Ooh. well that's a that's a really good question so when we talk about uh sexual abuse and then i would even say trauma uh so people not everyone has had a pleasant sexual experience especially their first time so you have a lot of men and women out there and a lot of times it's undisclosed they will have abuse in their background whenever a child experiences sexual abuse number one the younger it happens the worse off and then like if i'm asking if i'm talking to a client one i don't want you to relive every single sexual experience or every sexual uh, abusive experience experience you've had. So um, because what happens is we may open up that can of worms. But number two is what I was going to say. So the, the younger it happens, the worse. And then the more repetitive it happens, the worse. And you get mixed messages because if I'm, a, let's say I'm eight years old, my body responds to touch and I get stimulated. My body actually gets stimulated to touch. However, in my mind, I'm like, this is wrong. And then the agency of power is lost. So I don't have control over my own body. And what will happen is I will be exposed to things that will start to change the psychosexual development of the way I look at sex, the way I view my own body, what I see is mine, what I see is someone else's. And so you'll find this power and control dynamic sometimes with people who have experienced sexual abuse. Uh, for instance, if I have a client, let's say, I'm, let's say I'm counseling a husband and wife. The wife has experienced sexual abuse. The husband says, well, why can't we have sex like this? He'll try to, may, he may try to force something on his mm-hmm. wife um, unknowingly, knowing that that may be triggering something from right. the past. And so, you know, they need to take the time. If you know someone's been sexually abused, for instance, 
if after you have sex with them, they want you to leave the room. I can't deal with it right now because you may have triggered something through that sexual, mm. you know, through that experience. Uh, and there are a lot of different other marks. That's just one of them. But if I need you to, if I need you to leave the room after I just had sex with you, it's not like we need to cuddle. We need to bask in the glow of what mm-hmm. we just experienced. Like that's somebody who may have experienced sexual trauma. If I'm touching my partner and then all of a sudden they, they flinch or they, they, they cower back, that's somebody that may have experienced sexual wow. trauma. And so you have to be very careful. You have to take, you have to let that person take the time to take power back. You have to allow that person to, to ease into what they find and then also redefine what sex is a lot mm-hmm. of times because we've talked about there are differences between personal sex and then impersonal sex. If they've experienced trauma and abuse, a lot of times um, they may become hypervigilant. They may have nightmares. They may have experiences where they can't, they continue to ruminate. They may have intrusive thoughts about sex. And so uh, not everyone has had a pleasant sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the people even, uh, I don't care, care whether you're gay or heterosexual, some people in the kink community, some people in BDSM, all people, when we're talking about sex and all these different types of cults or societies that we're talking or sections of society, um, they may, there are people in there who have experienced trauma and sexual abuse. Um, this is a topic we can talk about all day, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so it's um, interesting, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, and, and I guess to kind of summarize everything we're talking about, because we're talking about cheating, we've talked about this before too, that people sometimes whenever they get cheated on, you'll see that a lot of times they will experience features of PTSD mm-hmm. if they've had their whole identity wrapped into that, uh, into that relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that, that's very possible for people who've been cheated on too. So. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't get to the meat of that subject, uh, but, <laughs> so, but we will, uh, we're going to yeah. do another social, uh, we're going to do another podcast after the broadcast number maybe 11 or 12. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. uh, But social media affairs. Cause I do think that it's, it's a big issue in our society and needs to be addressed or at least talked about openly yeah. in this forum, which is always great. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I can't believe what some of the stuff I said, <laughs> but that's what the whole, the whole uh, reason for this podcast after the broadcast is to have some real talk about real subjects. Yeah. So everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Von Eaglin, you can find him at wefixbrains.com and I'll sign off for now until next time. Thanks for listening. It hurts. For months on earth.